Welcome to the Sliders and Curveballs podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm here with my son, Joseph. Together, we are learning sports one game at a time. Let's go, Dad. We're going on a road trip. That's right, Joseph. I'm super excited. Jump on the bus with us. It's about a 15-hour ride from Connecticut to Ridgeway, Illinois. We're taking all of our listeners with us. And we're going to visit an awesome father and son baseball business. We're checking out the Dinger Wood Bats Company. We're going to learn all about how Kyle and Randy Drone Father and son make all sorts of bats, including ones that the pros are hitting in Major League Baseball. But because it's a long ride, we have a little bit of time to kill, and I had a couple of ideas. Let's pretend for a moment that we're at Fenway Park. You're up at bat night game, and you mash one. Have you ever thought about how the home run call would sound by a play-by-play announcer for you, Joseph? No, I haven't, but I want to now. I would want the announcers to say this. It's back. It's back. It's back. It's an amazing home run for somebody who's a lucky fan at Fenway Park. That's fantastic. And so you trot around the bases, you give high fives to all of your uh, your buddies in the clubhouse, and boom, you, you, you smashed one out onto Lansdowne Street. Or a fan maybe caught one sitting on the Green Monster. Yep. Let me ask you this. What other types of things do we usually do on, on our road trips? Um, most of the time we do uh, game, road trip games. Um, sometimes I draw in this little book that I have. But for us today, we're doing some podcasting. That's right. And I'll tell you another thing that sometimes we do if we can um, play a little 20 questions or I see in the car or whatever it may be. Sometimes we even sing. Is that right? Sometimes if there's a good song on the radio. Well, we don't have our radio cranked up just yet, but I want to ask you a question. When you started to first enjoy baseball, Chicago Cubs were in the World Series. Do you remember how the song went that the fans used to sing for the Chicago Cubs? Yes. Can you, uh, can you enlighten our listeners with, with a line or two? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but it's a long time before we get to Illinois. Okay, I'll do it for the fans. It goes like this. Go Cubs, go. Go Cubs, go. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are going to win today. They got the speed. They got the power. And then it's, what's the line? No, I think it's, they got the power. They got the speed. Because the Cubs are going to win the National League. Because I'm saying, go Cubs, go. Go Cubs, go. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are going to win today. I love it. Well, we're almost at our destination. Let's get Kyle on the uh, line here, and uh, let's find out all about bats. Hello, Mike. Joseph? Hey, Kyle. Welcome to Sliders and Curveballs. How are you? Hey, hey I'm doing great. Hey, Joseph. Hey, Mike. Uh, thanks for having me. I, uh, I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. We were looking forward to this all day. Uh, <laughs> thanks for giving us a chance to kind of get a uh, after hours look at the, uh, the wood bat factory. Absolutely. 
Well, thanks so much. Um, you know, it's funny. I was I was reading and looking at some maps. You know, you you're quite a ways away from Connecticut, but um, I had read that Ridgeway was once called the popcorn capital of the world, and it looks like you're now turning it into home runs. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, what it's been for many many years, and uh, we still actually our little festival is called Popcorn Days that we have every. Uh, second Saturday in September. Uh, unfortunately, uh, COVID uh, squashed that this year, but uh, we, uh, we plan to carry it on again next year. So, That's awesome. I love that that tradition is continuing. Joseph, why don't you fire off your very first question so you can kind of set the interview up with Kyle. Okay. Can you tell our listeners about your background in baseball and when you decide to make bats with your dad? Uh, absolutely. Um, I played my whole life as a kid. Um, going, uh, you know, going all the way through the stages. We had Corey League here and then into uh, Legion Baseball. And from there, I got a uh, junior college scholarship. I played two years there. And from there, I got a, a scholarship to NAIA Baseball um, at a school in uh, Jackson, Tennessee. And from there, well, uh, I mean, background, I was a catcher most of my life. And while I was in uh, at Lambeth University in Jackson, they had a double A team, which they still do at the time was a Cubs affiliate. And the coach called my coach and asked if I'd be interested in being a bullpen catcher. And, you know, I, I was ecstatic and, and absolutely I took the job. So I got to work with these double A pro athletes and I did it for two summers and became friends with a lot of the uh, players. And, uh, Back then, a lot of the players didn't get paid very well. So the guys from California and the, the guys from Puerto Rico and Dominican, they didn't have a car. So I would take them to Walmart and Sam's to get all their stuff. And rather than pay me gas money, they would give me bats that they had extras of. And I just got really fascinated with all the different brands and the models. And um, from there, uh, some of the guys were talking about how they – being in the minor leagues, couldn't get good wood. So I called my dad and kind of pitched the idea. I mean, hey, can we, you know, fill this need for these kids that, uh, you know, aren't in the big leagues that don't get catered to like like they do. So that's kind of how I pitched it to him and took a little uh, took a little while, but he finally saw the, saw the need that I saw and uh, off we went. That's awesome. We actually have a fantastic uh, minor league team right here in our state called the Hartford Yard Goats. Yep. And uh, they have a tremendous um, uh, park. And we, we can't wait to go back and watch them play. It's, it's very exciting to be able to have baseball so close. And then, of course, the Red Sox and the Yankees are, are just a couple of hours away from us as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Let me ask you this, uh, Kyle. Joseph's age, you know, third grader, Mm -hmm. Him and his teammates, they use these USA-approved aluminum alloy mix-type bats, I guess, until they get a bit stronger. Right. What age do players transition to wood-style bats, and what type of bats do you manufacture? <clears throat> oh, that's a good question. Um, the It's kind of different in the different regions. Um, the In the Midwest, where I'm located, they start the kids much earlier. Um uh, around his age, actually, we do wood bat tournaments uh, on a normal year, um, starting at 8U and all the way up to 18U. Um, I don't know if that's more 
because it's a traditional area or if because we're in a more rural area, uh, they feel like they need to get started earlier because ultimately to get to the big leagues, you're going to have to use wood. So the sooner you can uh, learn that skill, the, the better. Um, as far as the types of wood we use, um, ash, maple, and birch. Maple being the most popular. Um, ash has been what's used for the last 100 plus years, but because of a uh, disease, the emerald ash borer, kind of eradicating the trees slowly, um, that's kind of fading out a little bit. And then birch has been added about 10 years ago to kind of supplement the loss of the ash trees and it's it's gaining gaining popularity and it's it's a very good wood and then how many do you um, manufacture a bunch of different models i guess yeah we have uh we have about two dozen standard models um and then for the pros it gets really uh intricate like it's mostly the same models but there's variations like with the handle and the knob and maybe the way the barrel tapers um based on that player's uh, specifications that's really cool. Joseph, why don't you ask your next question? This is a great lead-in. What are all the steps to make a bat, and how long does it take? Well, if if I wanted to just make a unfinished bat, uh, one, for somebody, I could have it done in about an hour. Um, now, back to the beginning of the question, there's approximately seven to eight steps. Um the, the billet comes in, we have to weigh and grade everything. We, we have great suppliers that grade it beforehand, but we also like to go in and, and grade it ourselves and select it out for the different uh, qualities. Um, that would be the first step. Second step would be selecting which model you're going to make it out of based on the weight, because the reason there are so many models is you can't make the same model uh, out of every piece of wood because the wood comes in various weights. So that would be the second step. The, the third step would be the lathing process, which we have uh, CNC lathes where I build the program. And once I have the program set how I want, um, I can just run it and it'll cut a bat in about 90 seconds. After that, uh, we move on to the sanding process where we have a, uh, a band sand, uh, an automatic sander, that goes down and back. It's got two sanding belts, but we also have to hand sand around the knob and the end of the barrel while that's happening. Um, after that, we'll, we'll cut the, uh, the extra off the ends of each side of the bat. We'll polish those up on the sander. And then uh, we go to the cupping machine and that's where we can ultimately get the weight exactly where we want um, by taking out anywhere from a quarter of an inch to an inch and a quarter. After that, we'll move it into the paint shop. And depending on what kind of color you get, if you get a full color bat, um, that's a little bit uh, quicker. If you get a, a black barrel and say a red handle, we have to mask that off, do the barrel, take the masking off, reverse it, then paint the handle. So it kind of doubles the, the steps there. After that, we'll move into the engraving room where we can do anything from put your signature on a bat, um, engrave your name. Uh, we put uh, sayings on there if, if uh, requested, scripture, things like that. And then we can also uh, put logos on the mid-barrel in between our logo and the engraving on the end if, if, uh, if that's something you request as well. 
after that, we polish it up, uh, wipe it all down, and pack it up and ship it out the door. Look at that. I'm really shocked at how fast you actually, you can turn it out in like a minute and a half? Yep. Wow, that's incredible. And then as far as the painting goes, you're you're doing, are these all hand painted? Yeah, we have a spray gun system, but it's all done by hand um, as far as operating that system. We have a... Uh, we just added a couple years ago, which has sped up our process uh, tremendously, is a conveyor system. So it goes through our booth. We pull it off, spray it, put it back on the booth, and it continues on, goes up above our engraving area and travels around through a dryer, an oven, so to speak. And once it comes down, we can immediately touch it, sand it, and get it ready for the next coat, where we used to spray it, hang it on a rack, and basically watch paint dry yeah i've always wanted to go visit a factory and it's just a, a really neat idea to be able to see how it all kind of comes together um i love your custom decorative trophy bats and i want to give a shout out to actually one of uh joseph's cousins his older cousin billy actually starred on a team that won the 2018 AABC Willie Mays World Series, wow. which was actually played in Rockford, Illinois. Okay. How far north uh, of you is, is that uh, area? About as far as you can go and stay in the state. Um, it's, uh, it's about uh, five and a half hours, I believe. But oddly enough, my mother was actually born in Rockford. Well, look at that. <laughs> he played for the Bunker Hill Red Storm, mm -hmm. which was repping the Waterbury, Connecticut area. Okay. And they actually defeated another local team out of Woolkit, Connecticut. So they did a tremendous job and we're very proud of Billy. How do players and parents design bats with the colors, the logos, the signatures and things like that on your website? Because I would imagine that the trophy bats are would make really cool gifts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we have a uh, bat builder on the site. Once you select the model or if you go to trophy uh, and select that, it will take you to that builder. You can pick the handle color, the barrel color, the engraving color, and then you can actually type in what you want engraved and it will show up on the bat. Now, if you want a logo, you can upload that and it will show that on the bat as well. And then a signature, um, which you would uh, sign your name, scan it into the computer, upload that as well. Yeah, these are sweet looking. They really look Thank you. beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, let, go ahead with your next question, Joe. How many bats does your company make a year, and how many will an MLB player use in a season? We are the most we've ever made in a year is thirty-two thousand. We kind of hover around the twenty-seven thousand range. Um, and a player, the most that any player that we have supplied has gone through twelve dozen in a year, but the average, I believe, is around nine. And what we've learned from the studies from Major League Baseball, a lot of players have different break rates. You know, your bigger, your bigger swingers, your home run hitters that don't hit for high average are going to miss hit the ball more often. Therefore, they're going to break more bats in a season opposed to your 300 hitter who makes more solid contact. We were trying to make some predictions, Kyle. I thought that a major league baseball player would get 60, 70 bats a year. So you're saying it's around 36. And I think, Joseph, what did, what did you guess? I said 10. <laughs> no, no. It, I'm sorry. It was, that was 12 dozen. So like 144 
Um, oh, 12 yes, dozen. Yes, I'm sorry okay. if I didn't say that correctly. Oh, maybe I maybe I didn't hear it correctly. So you're talking about 144 bats for it will get you through 162 game season. So you almost need a bat per game. Yeah, I mean a lot of times they'll use um, you know use bats for VP and not make those game bats. And a lot of times, you know, players will trade with other players or hand them down to uh, guys they know coming up in the minor leagues as well. Yeah, that's a really great thing. So the bat kind of has a, a traveling life of its own, really. Can you mention a few of your MLB pros that use Dinger and maybe share a story or two describing your feeling, what it's like witnessing a pro hit one of these babies, you know, out of the park using your bat that you touched, that you worked on, that you designed with your dad? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the the absolute first in the big leagues was uh, Brad Wilkerson. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He played for the Expos. Um, and then ultimately the Nationals. He he has the first hit of as a National uh, with our bat. That bat that bat went on to Cooperstown, uh, which was exciting for us. Um, next, uh, Hunter Pence uh, used us, and he was the first time that we were in, used in the uh, all-star game. And luckily enough, that was in St. Louis, and my dad and I both got to attend that and got to see the hit that he got. Um, after that, more recently, um, we have a World Series championship with Kyle Schwarber. Uh, that bat was also placed in the Cooperstown Hall of Fame. And he then, a couple years ago, got second place in the home run derby there in Washington. And dad and I were luckily, dad and I and Shane actually were lucky enough to go see that. Oh, that's epic. And Shane got to go yes, too. Yes, he did. That's fantastic. The first player that you were mentioning, how did that bat end up in Cooperstown? Uh, the first hit as a national. Um, oh, yeah. gotcha. Oh, really? The first hit when, when the Expos went? To yeah, the when they became the nationals, opening day, first at bat, he was the leadoff hitter, got a base hit over the shortstop. And they collected that bat and placed it in the Hall of Fame for that year. So look at that. Upstate New York, you're in Cooperstown with your bat that your dad and yourself manufactured mm -hmm. in little small Ridgeway, Illinois. And and the Nationals won the World Series last year. Yes. Or, or before the Dodgers. <laughs> yes, yes. Tremendous. Kyle Schwarber, um, he really, really smashes a few. Do you, do you have any idea what the longest ball ever hit was with your bat? I don't know the the feet measurement, but he put one in the river in Pittsburgh, um, and then we all know about the one he put on the scoreboard in Chicago against the Cardinals. Um, yeah, can you tell that story, Kyle? I was reading about it a little bit, but I didn't get a chance to talk to Joseph about it. Yeah, I mean he uh, he hit one so far and high the scoreboard in right center or right yeah right center field um, that nobody that they had mentioned had hit one over or two. He hit it to the very top of it, hit, hit the sign above it and it bounced down and it ended up staying up there. I think they encased it up there. I don't know if it's still there now, but it was there for that whole seat or that whole next season. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Do you have any pictures of that on any of your websites? I, I do not. Um, Major league baseball is pretty strict about what we're allowed to use for, uh, our marketing. Um, but I'm sure it was on my personal Facebook at some point in time. I'm not, I don't know if it's still there or not. That's crazy. It, you know, it's, it's amazing because um, we all grow, grow up having our favorite teams, 
and then players switch teams. And but what you're in a way you're 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 rooting for your teams, but you're also rooting for the product in a way. Like let's see if what we just came up with is going to be able to do some work, right? Oh, now. absolutely. Like, the way I always put. You guys must be like high fiving <laughs> each other when you see somebody go go yard with. Oh yeah, um, we used to when Hunter Pence. He was probably the the biggest star we had in the beginning and every time he'd play the Cardinals and he was a Cardinal killer, which I grew up as a Cardinal fan and, uh, and still am. Uh, we always used to say, I hope he goes four for four with four home runs and the Cardinals win five to four. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's definitely the best way you want to, you want to view it. Absolutely. You know, I was going to ask you just to kind of finish up Kyle and we, we thank you so much for taking the time out of the shop uh, and walking us through what, what the tour would be like. Um, we were having a little bit of fun with it with, with our pre-intro, which, which you'll hear when we, when we go to publish. But what are some of the memories that you have with your dad just going to live sporting events? Can you share some of those uh, with us? Yeah. Um, you know, first game he ever took me to, I think I was seven, and we went to the Cardinals game. Um, I remember vividly uh, Ozzie Smith doing a backhand spring back flip uh, onto the field. Um, Terry Pendleton, I believe, hit the go-ahead home run of that game, and the Cardinals won. Um, and and we went to various uh, uh, games throughout the years, and that that's the most memorable until we got into this business and started to go to spring training and to the winter meetings and and uh, games that actually were more than just being a fan, but you know we had our product there and it was performing well, you know, we used to cringe, you know, just hoping it wouldn't break. But, uh, you know, after a while you realize that, uh, bats are going to break and, and there was more successes than failures. So we, uh, you know, we just got more and more excited. And then, you know, with the home run derby and the world series and, and all that, and it's just, it's just been an amazing ride. Yeah. To watch your bat in the home run derby must've just been a real thrill. Joseph went to his first uh, Boston Red Sox game um, for his seventh birthday. Do you want to tell him a little bit about that, Joe? And um, a, a funny thing is, we I and I didn't realize this at the time. I mean, I knew that King Felix, who was pitching for the uh, Mariners, was a great pitcher, but I didn't realize that he's actually pitched the last perfect game. So he pitched against the Red Sox for his uh, for his birthday. And and why don't you share a few of your thoughts of? of your memories of walking out and seeing uh, beautiful Fenway Park? Well, once I step foot on the Fenway Park, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is going to be a great day. And then um, and then uh, the Sox won 8-7 uh, to seven or 9-7, to seven, I'm not sure. And the only guy who hit a home run was the, was the catcher who they traded, Santillon. And he was the only one to hit a home run, I think it was a solo. And we just had fun the whole entire That's time. awesome. I envy you. That is one ballpark I've not had the chance to visit yet, but that that is hopefully in our near future. Well, I definitely hope you get a chance to see it. It's like you're literally sitting in a little uh, jewelry box of history. It's it's really, really exciting. The area all around it is fun. Um he caught a uh, batting practice home run that was bouncing on the sidewalk that had gone over the green monster for a major oh. dinger. And it was just bouncing on the sidewalk and we were shopping for souvenirs and the, the, the shop 
uh, attendant said, go get that ball, go get that ball quickly. That's a home run that just came over the monster, right? Lands down straight. That's awesome. So it was really cool and such a great memory for the two of us to have together. Part of the reason that we decided to do podcasting and learn about all different kinds of sports. And when, when we, when we had uh, heard that you had a father and son business about baseball, we just said, what a perfect fit. We definitely wanted to have you come on. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I love what you guys are doing. And Joseph, definitely embrace uh, the time that your dad's spending with you. That's, it's really awesome. And, uh, Thank you. and uh, hope that, uh, you know, you guys get to do things in baseball and all sports uh, for many, many years to come. Because it's, it's nothing better than being able to do it with your dad. Yeah, it's definitely creating memories together, and I'm glad that you're making them as well. Thank you so much, Kyle, for coming on the podcast. We look forward to uh, hitting a few of these bats in the future. Uh, Once again, for our listeners, this is the Dinger Wood Bat Company out of Ridgeway, Illinois, uh, the pride of that area. And and, and if you're watching games on television, you're going to be able to see pros uh, hit these babies, you know, uh, right over the fence. It's, It's just tremendous. Well, guys, thanks for having me, and I appreciate it, and I hope to talk to you guys again soon. Thanks so much, Kyle. Take care. All right, you too. Bye, Kyle. Bye, Joseph. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.